Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 366 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. So we have a really fun episode planned for you all today. We're doing something that we've done once before, but it was way back in the before times of 2018. (laughs) Um, And it centers around, I think, this very fascinating idea of trying to capture what a regular day in motherhood life looks like for us, for each of us individually, and also kind of what happens when we look back through history at like what our life was like. We talk about this all the time on this show, Megan, how of course we have memories of when our kids were little and we talk about different phases, but sometimes it takes a photo or like a muscle memory. We recently talked about those to really put yourself back of like, oh my gosh, I like, I feel it all. I see it. I feel it. I have the sensory memories, the muscle memories. Um, And photos are a really fun way to do that. So that's what we're doing today. We picked a day in history. We arbitrarily kind of picked today, which is May 24th that you're hearing this. We gave ourselves permission to go a little on either side of that. We couldn't find any good photos, but we're just going to talk through various May 24th issues throughout our motherhood lives and, and talk about some photos and what that brought up for us. So I'm really excited. I am excited too. And yeah, like this, first of all, this led to some spinoff conversations that we can't go into now because it's just too much. Um, but just like, there's so much around documenting and like looking at a picture in the visceral reaction you get to like where you were in that time. And for me, it's been very telling going back through just looking at a certain month or a certain day and looking at where my kids were five years ago, 10 years ago. And I will also add that my pictures don't go back as far because I have not been able to get it together with um, digital record keeping until much more recently where I finally just gave up and let the cloud do all the work. Yeah. Uh, I think I was always trying to like have my own system that just didn't work out. So I think as the earliest I went back is like 20, 
13. I think I know you went back a little bit further, but it is just so interesting to see like what house was I living in? Or, um, there was some pictures where I was like, Oh, that's when Claire didn't have any teeth Mm -hmm. and like, or whatever it was. And, and just like, not only where your kids were, but like where you were as a person, um, is very interesting. So this is, this is going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. It also gives me an appreciation for the documenting that I'm doing right now. So I just recently on our Instagram did a little day in the life through Instagram stories, which always like, I I feel a little like weirdly cringy about sometimes or like, is this super self-centered or like, does anyone care? And it's a good reminder that there's all kinds of reasons we document our lives as moms. Sometimes it's to process what's going on. Sometimes it's to feel connected to other people who are in the same stage. And if you're not a big documenter, I think that's fine. But something about looking at looking back at May 24th throughout my own motherhood history, it actually motivates me to do do more record keeping in the now, even if I don't share it publicly, because sometime I will want to look back and see what was what was my day on May 24th, 2022. Yeah. 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 I agree. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready to eat meals from our sponsor factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like calorie smart protein plus and keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. 
Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. All right. So we're diving in. The earliest picture, the earliest May 24th that I'm going to talk about is 2011. So in late May 2011, I had a newly three-year-old and an almost one-year-old, like a week away from turning one. And this, I'm just going to paint this picture because first of all, I am in it and I am in it candidly, which I think means, I think that my in-laws were visiting. And what used to happen is they'd take a bunch of pictures probably with a digital camera, honestly, still at this mm-hmm. point. I don't I don't think iPhones were around, but I don't think they were doing a lot of iPhone pictures. Anyway, I would always try to get my in-laws photos from their visit at the end so that I had them. And I'm really glad I did because I'm in this picture. It is an action shot. And I am, um, it looks like Reed has been on a little tricycle. We're on our back patio. Reed is almost one years old. And I, he's either just fallen or what, look at his little hand, Megan. He's gripping the trike so hard <laughs> that what I think is he probably wanted to climb on it. And I was like oh, intervening because he looks like he's going to put up maybe a little bit of a fight. He lo- He's gripping it like, no, I'm yep. going to climb on the back of this trike. And what I want to say a couple of things. I'm so glad I'm in this picture. The muscle memory of that mom squat is like my immediate thought is no wonder my lower back often went out because I am in a full, I don't even know what you call that position. I'm all the way down on the ground, reaching forward and diagonally for this squirmy one-year-old who, by the way, has a onesie that's unbuttoned and hanging over his pants. So he's like mid diaper change. I don't know. Um, or he just never got snapped back up, Yeah, never got snapped back up. I'm about to pick him up. There's a dog tail in the corner. There's a three-year-old putting on my shoes who is also covered in tattoos. There's so much good. There's so much good slice of life stuff in this photo. And it makes me so happy. And what I also, what it made me think of was that we had this house in Arizona Uh, by end of May, it's definitely already hot. So you're staring down, you know, months ahead. And we had very little shade. We had this really large backyard but we never did anything interesting with it. So it was full sun. It also backed up to a very busy street. So it had a lot of street noise. And we spent, I spent years of my early motherhood life on this tiny strip of shaded concrete, even though we did have a really large yard, it's just, it was full sun and the kids were so little that we would play. And so you can see, you can see um, sidewalk chalk, you can see toys, you can see one of those crawl play tunnels I see um, a lot of body tattoos, a lot of body tattoos, <laughs> not uh, on you. <laughs> no, on the three-year-old, Yes, um, a little bit of a dog tail. You know how the dogs are like, they're never far from the little kids. They're just, yeah. it's, it's like one more being that's like constantly. Yes. So anyway, I just, when I saw this, my first thought was, I'm so glad I'm in this picture because you're, there's so rarely evidence of like you mothering, you know? And then mm-hmm. I just drank in everything from the way I'm squatting to the three-year-old with the fake tattoos, putting on my shoes, to that little fat one-year-old hand, like trying to climb on a trike that probably I was trying to rescue him from. And then, and then this tiny patch of shade where we spent a lot of time. So it made me really happy. Um, what's striking me about this picture is first of all, you look like a baby. I mean, you look so young and it's, it's funny. Sometimes I'll think like, Oh, like 10 years ago, like, you know, I was a younger mom, but I was like so young compared to how I am, how, you know, how old I am now. Um, but also the mom and me feels like when you stand up, you're going to be standing on the edge of those pants. Oh, maybe. So this squat, yeah. <laughs> you're like squatted down so low that it looks 
very much like your heel of your pant could have Maybe. gotten under your foot heel. And you know, that feeling of when you stand up and yep. you pants yourself. Oh, I, and that, that could for sure was, happen. <laughs> and that to me feels like a very, like you're in that mom stance, you're squatting or whatever it is that you're doing to deal with your kid. And then the like unfairness or indignity of having your clothing malfunction or yeah. in some way, uh, you to be like, punished by your clothes or a drawstring being in the wrong spot or your hair getting stuck like in the back of your collar or something like that. And I just, oh man. Yeah. There's, there's a a lot happening. There's also a garden hose that I could trip over at any time. The, the number of, um, of obstacles, hazards, that's the word I was looking for in this small frame is, um, is amazing. So that was my first one. I love it. Well, my next is actually two photos, but they go together. And, um, this was 2013. So Clara would have been barely four. This was May. Yeah. So she had just turned four and, um, she was invited to be in my stepbrother Adam's wedding to his wife, Jen, and with her, um, two, like, I believe they were both slightly older cousins. Yeah. They would both, one would have been just a little bit older and one was significantly older, like a year and a half older. Um, actually I think like two years older. And then during that same trip, this was out in Southern California, we went to Disneyland. And the things about that trip that I remember is that I learned that Clara was the perfect age for Disneyland. And it was the only time she ever got to go to Disneyland without having any other siblings with her. It was just John, me and her out there. Um, so we got to take her and do like really the the parents of like one kid at Disney thing that we had yeah. never been able to do before. Yeah. Like we've always gone with all of the kids or, you know, some of the kids and this was really fun. And she was just like the absolute perfect age for it. What she wasn't the perfect age for was being a flower girl in a wedding. <laughs> I don't even know. I think they had to like coax her down the aisle. I do remember sitting back in the room where she was getting ready And she had that fine baby hair still, even though she's always had a lot of hair at that point, four years old, it's still pretty fine. And I couldn't get it to do anything. So it's like in a little curly ponytail. Mm -hmm. And she was saying how sleepy she was and she didn't really want to do it and just was kind of trying to back out. And at one point, I think I just left and said, I'm just going to go sit down. I feel like me being here is not helping. So they had like some kind of child herder or something back, not the bride, not Jen, but like a, a handler of some sort who had the girls. And I sat very close to the front. And when they started proceeding down the aisle, I just turned around and like stuck my head out and kind of waved at her. So to at least get her to come that far, I don't actually remember if she stood at the front. I actually think she came and fell asleep in my lap. I have a picture of her like sleeping on a leg in the pew. And I think that that was during the wedding, but it was very, very cute. And the photo that I managed to get of her going by is very blurry because, mm-hmm. you know, she was just walking and an like probably shot. all over the place. Yeah. Yes, an action shot. But the other thing about it is the Disney trip. I think this is so interesting. The Disney trip, what we got the ticket somehow either really cheap or free because Adam and Jen had a friend who worked for Disney, um, not like at the park, but like yeah. at Disney Corporation. And he got us into the park. So he was like waiting at the front of the park. And got us in and then like hung out with us the whole time, which was just so funny. Like he was a really nice guy. And I don't know if he felt like he had to escort us around the park or if that was like a requirement, like maybe to get people in on his pass, he had to stay with us. But I just remember it was so funny because like we're on that, we're on the teacup ride 
And it's like John and Clara and me in the sky that, that we don't, don't know. know. That's that really we don't funny. know. And like it was and then we went to go see um Sleeping Beauty, I believe, is the princess in that photo. And or maybe it's Cinderella. I think I'm it's not Sleeping Beauty. No, it's is it Sleeping Beauty. Uh, yeah, it's um what's her name? Aurora. Yeah. Aurora. Yeah. Oh yeah, because she's wearing pink and mm-hmm. she's got the long hair. Yes. Yeah. So and it was like Clara was just so into it. And I don't know if we'll end up using the gif, but there's just a little gif of her. Yeah like reacting and it was just the cutest thing and she's wearing a tea collection dress I which was just we did a gonna say I think that's a tea collection tea dress collection in those days and then she wore that dress for years until it was just a tunic and it was one of the ones that I had to take I had to take it away while she was like not at home because she wouldn't give it up we had some tea collection dresses from that same time period and they would last forever when I passed yeah. them down and yeah they could get shorter and shorter and the soft leggings and yeah. Oh, so cute. I'm just watching that little animation of Clara talking to the princess. It's so cute. And and at that time, like if you've seen, I don't have that many videos of Clara at that age, but she was so animated and like quirky in the way. And I can just, in my mind's eye, I can just see the way she would hold her head and like everything was a lot of movement and, you know, yeah, yeah. really cute. Really cute. Really cute. All right. Well, my next one comes from 2014. So May 24th of 2014, my kids would have been newly six, um, almost four and one, uh, 15 months, 15, 16 months, um, just to paint the picture. So the photo is of my older two, the six and the nearly four. Is that right? So 2014. Yeah. They look littler than that, but I guess read it. Which one are we talking about here? The black and white? No, sorry. We're the two kids opening the door. Oh, they're opening the door. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I wrote a funny blog post about this that I believe is on the happiest home, our old blog, but I will find it and pull it over. It's one of the last like blog posts like that, that I probably wrote for you when we were working together, because shortly after this, we moved to Orange County. This is still in, uh, in Arizona, but just a few months later, we moved to Orange County and then you and I started the podcast. And I wrote this blog post about the walk from the car to the indoor swim at Lifetime Fitness for oh, indoor yes. swim lessons. I remember And this. how many doors. The longest we- walk. Yes, like the longest walk. And so pictured are the older two. And I think they both were in the swim lesson. But the, I am behind with the toddler who wouldn't stay in the stroller. And I would bring the stroller, but she wouldn't stay in the stroller. And the kids would run to push a button to open the door and they'd fight over every button that they had to push. And there were these big, either the doors were heavy and you had to pull them or it was automatic and they fought over the button in, in either case, it was a disaster. And then I had to go through with the stroller and then there was the locker room door. So in this blog post, I talk about each set of doors, how I have to get a toddler and a stroller through. And then the swim lesson is like 30 minutes and we have to do it all over again in reverse, but wet. And this is like, there is no more slice of life from my life at that point with a one, four and six year olds trying to just do a simple thing, like go to a swim lesson. Um, so it brings back all of those memories and, and the blog post, I think at least at the time I thought it was quite funny and, and relatable. If you have kids who fight over elevator buttons or opening doors and you still have to make it through said door with a stroller, but your other kids are not old enough to hold the door for you. This story is for you. So the photo is just simple. It's two little kids both trying to open a set of big, heavy doors. And what what's not pictured is me, like me taking the picture (laughs) and just knowing what's ahead of me. Yeah. Well, I like again, 
this just represents the obstacles, the yes. hazards. I'm looking at this and look, listen, I'm not like a safety paranoid person, but I'm looking at this and just seeing all the opportunities for finger pinching, yep. running one's toes over with the door. Oh, yeah. Um, because that's going to upset your, like your whole day. Like yeah. the minute a kid pinches a finger or something like that, like, forget it, just go home. And you know what else would happen? So you're, we're looking, we're at, this picture is taken like in the vestibule about to go into a lifetime fitness, like a very nice, like large fitness center. The other thing that would happen is these dude bros after their workouts would be trying to exit. <laughs> and so they'd be standing just on the other side of those two doors. And my kids would be either fighting or just both trying to open the doors and some guy would just want to walk through and I'd be like, I'm sorry, I, I, I cannot help this situation. You're going to have to wait for my kids to get the door open and they won't hold it for you. They'll just let it go right. and you can save yourself, sir. Just, just, just <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I so I love it. Uh, well, my next one is also 2014 oh, cool. um, and it's two photos. I have one of Will sitting on the ground with his classmates and one of Owen um, standing with his foot on a oh ball. And gosh. both of these were at field day okay. on the last, you know, not the last day of school, but like, I think it was usually like a week before the end of school, something yeah. like that. I believe this would have been, Clara would have not been quite old enough to be in school yet. She would have been just five. So I think if I'm correct, this was the year I just ran over really quickly, just quickly enough to like take photos and then go because she was probably like at Missy's house or something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't remember. She wasn't with me, I don't think. Um, but I believe that was the year that I did not take the time to put sunscreen on Owen and then found out that nobody else had put sunscreen oh. on Owen. Like I'd sent him ahead of time with sunscreen. It didn't end up getting on him. And he got such a terrible burn that his, like the back of his neck and like, this is the part above his shirt collar was peeling for like weeks. It was oh. discolored. Like the color yeah. was wrong all summer. And then now a perfect circle of freckles every summer <gasps> pops out right there. Like right Just where to remind he had all you of your damage. motherhood oversight. Yes. And I felt terrible. And it was one of those things where I think like I sent the sunscreen in and I know they had parent volunteers doing that, the sunscreening of the children. But I think because I showed up, maybe they just figured I had it yeah. under control and I had nothing under control at yeah. the time, apparently. But, you know, the other thing about this is this, like, Will looks like he's probably in third grade, fourth, eh, maybe fourth or fifth. I'd have to go back and, like, do the math to figure out what grades they were in. But this was kind of starting to wind down the era of field days because, mm -hmm. you know, I went to a few more after this, but I had been pretty good about always at least making an appearance at field day for years. And then once I guess all the kids were there and they kind of didn't care if I came by anymore yeah. and I would just make sure I would actually come by with the um, sunscreen and run around and make sure all of my kids <laughs> and all of my family members were wearing sunscreen. So I'd stop in at Luna and Ruby's classroom oh, yeah. and Jack's and make sure they also had sunscreen because I was so paranoid after that. And then after I'd gone around the yard, the schoolyard and sunscreened everyone genetically related to me or even like a close friend's right. kid, like someone I wouldn't feel weird about putting right. sunscreen on them. Then I would just be like, well, I guess my work here is done and I would leave. Yeah. <laughs> so, this might be the last one that I like, I don't know, actually even have photos of. I love it. I'm a couple of things that I'm just noticing that are so sweet. Owen is wearing shorts that look like maybe 
it had just gotten warm in Michigan and they are, yeah. they're not way too small, but I wonder if they were like last fall's shorts or uh-huh. a, bro- a brother's shorts that were like, and they don't match the shirt. No, either. they don't match the shirt. So I'm picturing a morning where it was like, ah, oh, gosh, it's going to be hot today. Like where are all yep. the shorts? And then they're, they're these cute little plaid shorts and his shirt fits like his shirt is on like the, maybe the slightly bigger side yes. and the shorts are on the this slightly hand me down slash like last year. I think you're totally right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but he was also so skinny that it was often really hard. And he always liked dressy shorts at that stage. He did not like to wear like more athletic shorts. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard to find him shorts that had like a button fly that were, wouldn't fall down. Right. But that fit him in the length. So he kind of had a long, awkward stage. I'm also noticing. So first of all, I haven't seen your schools ever. And California schools look visually so different from oh, yeah. Midwest schools. So is that your elementary school building yes. that I get to yep. see? Okay. That all my kids went to. Yeah. I love it. And um, the other <laughs> very traditional, it's a very traditional looking school. Midwest school. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing I'm noticing about Owen's picture is he has a green dot on his shirt that matches a green dot on the piece of paper he's holding. And I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm just picturing like, I just know how much work goes into organizing <laughs> something like field day and some dear volunteer or teacher or teacher's assistant had some system that involves green dots. And I just want to take a moment of appreciation for yes, the green dot. I don't that know what it means. That. I don't know what Me it neither. means, but somebody, somebody put thought into it. Will's picture looks, um, everybody looks a bit sweaty and like these, I bet he is more like fifth grade. These look like fifth graders to me. Like they're hot and they're a little like over it. (laughs) They're grumpy. They look a little grumpy. Well, yeah, he would have been, he would have been almost 11. Yeah. So 2014. So yeah. 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 (laughs) I love it. I think I love it because this is approximately like, I still have two kids in this sort of approximate age range. And and his hair is terrible. And I I kind of, (laughs) I remember this was a stage where he really wanted to grow his hair out. He didn't want it cut over his ears at all. And we were getting a lot of like kind of last minute haircuts from the neighbor. Oh, who often I think had a bit of a buzz on, honestly. (laughs) So (laughs) my kids had a lot of really interesting haircuts during that era, but they were easy and they were cheap and I could just yell out the door and get their haircuts. I remember that. I remember you posting sometime about like, you know, that you're in a small town when you can like literally yell out your window to see if you can get somebody a haircut. (laughs) haircut. Yep. Yep. That was remember also, I have a picture somewhere of Owen with an actual mohawk because he came home and said, Hey mom, um, Pat wants to know if she can give me a mohawk. And I was like, sure. Thinking there's no way she means it. And then he came back with a legitimate mohawk, like a real one. I thought, uh, she was going to style his hair like a mo- like a faux hawk, but oh, my God. oh well. So funny. All right. Well, my next is also a pair of photos and it, they both came from the same day in 2015. So just a year later, but by 2015, we were living in California. So we had made a move. So Megan, you're going to be looking and listeners will be looking at a little league picture and then a toddler reading picture. Um, they don't really have to do with each other, but they were both too cute not to include. So by 2015, my kids were newly seven, nearly five and two and change two and a quarter. Um, so the little league picture, first of all, this photo was taken with my big camera with my DSLR. And I had a lot of fun in the little league years with like the big camera photography because I could like play with shutter speed and my zoom lens. And so it's not an iPhone picture. It's a read out in the outfield in full little league. I mean, the whole uniform, the belt, the hat, 
he is wearing soccer cleats. I noticed. I don't think we ever sprung for proper baseball shoes because we were like in t-ball level. And he's like mid throw. What's funny about this is like we never really got into Little League. He he didn't care about it that much. We did it because we we were new in town. We had started to make some friends through preschool. And I really liked the families that we'd gotten to know. So it was very motivated by wanting to be part of a community and like continue to hang out with these families. Um, And Brian loves baseball. We are we love baseball as a spectator sport, but we were not going to make it for the long haul. I think we did two seasons to a T-ball and then a whatever the next like coach pitch is. But those I mean, I would do it again. Nothing cuter than a kid. In a baseball outfit. There's nothing. And he's newly, he's almost, wait, what did I just say? Almost six? Six, I thought you said. But like the Which socks one? and the belt. Like yeah. The, the no, he's pants, five. Like yeah, he's turning five. So knickers. it's true T-ball. Two, true T-ball. Not even five. And the white pants. And he was so tiny at that age. And then he's like got this big, like he's a big wind up, like he's going to throw this ball, which of course and is the funny thing is the ball probably went behind him. Well, exactly. <laughs> like, he was not yes. particularly athletic. <laughs> the photo makes it look like he's about to nail the batter yeah. with it or something. And instead it probably fell out of his hand and rolled away. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, oh, exactly. So but so yeah, those cute. tiny, I know you had, I know Owen did little league too. There's something about those little white pants that are so adorable, but we did, uh, we did sort of exit gracefully from little league after like two years. It wasn't going to be our thing, but that was a fun little season of life. And then the other same day. So same day in must've been a different, maybe earlier in the morning. This is a picture of Violet who would have been two and a quarter and she's sitting in footy pajamas. Remember we just talked about um, in the muscle memory episode, like a a baby or toddler in footy pajamas. And she has lined up four little stuffed animals or dolls and they each have a board book in front of them and she's sitting with them and reading, you know, air quotes, reading. It's just, I mean, she was a lot as a toddler and is a lot, but she she's busy in the best possible way. She was always setting up a scene of some kind. And this is exactly, she still to this day is always like planning a party or like reorganizing a room or like you can't keep up with her ideas for how to set things up. But this, it, the, it starts early. She has each doll has their own book and I would not have set. I mean, I, I mean, I took the picture, but I would not have like set this up. This was all her at just two. And it's just, and she's, her hair is in like um two-year-old, like growing out. She really did not have a lot of hair till she was about two and a half. And it's like fuzzy and blonde and it's just the cutest. I I love it. Well, my, my photo from 2015 doesn't have much of a story to go with it. Um, I know that it, I, I remember where it was. It was my bedroom um, in the house that we, you know, lived in like three houses ago and it's on my bed and Owen is clasping my hand. So it's oh. him holding my hand to his cheek. And it's just sweet. He's just such like that to me embodies the sweetest of Owens. And that would have been, gosh, he would have been going on 2015. He would have been going on 10. Oh, I didn't know that was your hand. I was looking when I saw the yeah. photo, I was like mostly just looking at his cute face. So the fact that he's holding yeah. your hand to his cheek. Oh, yeah, that makes that's me. That's all I really have to say. Just sweet, sweet Owen. Weepy. I know this was like around the time. Well, it was about a year later that his the bones in his face started to change, but he was still super sweet. And I remember that that was when I had a little meltdown and told yeah. you that I just knew he was going to grow so fast. And yeah. like you know, maybe two years later, but like where I could really see him starting to change. 
And I look back at this little face now and I look at the face he has now, which is still a very handsome face, but it's like a handsome young man's face. It's yeah. not the sweet little boy's face. And he looks he like was he's in love with sweetest. you also. He was, he was totally in love with me. <laughs> oh That's the thing. Oh my but he gosh. was like sweet with everyone. He was just a sweetheart. And it was, I have, I have some other really cute pictures of Owen um, kind of from that stage, but he was a, he was a little lover. This and is, I just thought this picture was so cute. It's so cute. It's also a, um, I think it's an iPhone photo from like when iPhones were getting a little better, but not nearly as good as they are now. And it looks like maybe it has an Instagram filter on it. So I'm also, it's maybe. square. It's a square maybe. crop. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a square. Yep. Maybe it made the cut of photos that Owen was okay that you put on your Insta or maybe well, he never went back and that I know of. He didn't tell me to take it down. So hopefully I won't get yelled at now, but we'll see. All right. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know, what's good to go. My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the uptown loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes. Wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, so we've looked at some very sweet pictures from the way back. I'm curious, like, what's the emotional experience for you when you get served up like a Facebook memory or come across an old photo? Does Is it ever hard? Is it like one of those feelings where it's both is it like a bittersweet? Um, do you ever have times where it's like actually 
unpleasant to look back at old seasons of life? I'm totally just curious. Um, I wouldn't say unpleasant. That I don't think I would use that word. I would say there are times I feel definitely a pang, like if it was during a time that I thought I was happy <laughs> or like, or during a time that genuinely was, and now that's gone. Like it could be, it could be hard for multiple reasons. It could be hard because it's like a family vacation. And now that family is not together in the same way, or the kids just aren't little and sweet anymore. So I would say there's like, there's definitely like a, I guess, bittersweetness, I would say to some of them. Yeah, I would say the same. I think with everything that's been happening in my family the last few months, there have been times where I just have not really wanted to look back at older photos. Yeah. And I think that's, um, and I, I know on a totally separate note, like when we've talked about pandemic times and we've done a couple episodes in the last few months where we have looked back through the last two years. And I know like early 2020 is, is really triggering for a lot of people. And I, mm-hmm. I don't use that word lightly, but like really truly triggers some of the deep anxiety and loss that was involved in, in pandemic time. So I guess it's just, it's worth acknowledging that like looking at a day in the life from the way back times can be bitter. It can be sweet. It can be bittersweet. And I think you said something probably offhand about think you looking at a picture where you thought you were happy and then you kind of laughed, but I, I actually yeah. think there's more to that. I think yeah. I can look at pictures where I actually remember feeling really stressed and overwhelmed, but now with my sensibility, I'm like, Oh, but you had it so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, and I, it's like, I'm almost being that mom in the grocery store. Everyone hates who's like, Oh honey, like just wait, like bigger kids, bigger problems. But I'm doing that to my former self who like thought that there was so much on her plate. And I'm like, Oh honey. <laughs> Well, and I think for me, sometimes I'll see pictures of myself and and from that time and think, oh, like there were some really, there were some sweet things. There were some great things that were happening then. Overall, maybe I feel like my life was a little bit of a mess now looking back or mm. overall did I, and, and then the classic age old, was I appreciating it enough? You know, was I really in the moment with like, the whole trying to live in the moment by clinging to the moment, which means you're not living in the moment. Like I definitely ask myself questions like that a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. was I really present for this? And and sometimes I think the answer is definitely yes. And sometimes the answer is probably not as much as I could have been. And sometimes the answer is I don't remember. Yeah. (laughs) So who knows? Um, But yeah. And I was thinking about that too. When you're looking at a family where identities inside that family have changed since the photo was taken it's like, which identity are you mm-hmm. looking at? And that's yeah. like a totally bigger topic, but like th- which version of this person am I looking at and referring to? And I could see that being big as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, okay. Well, we left off, we both had 2015s and I'm looking at our outline. We're both going to skip forward to 2018. Do you want to take us to 2018? Sure. I will take us there. Um, so I have two photos from 2018. They're both a girl and her cat, (laughs) but they're about as different as can be. And it cracks me up. So the first one I will talk about was Clara wearing a flower crown, um, sitting in her bedroom with like dappled light coming through the blinds, looking at, I think she was writing in her journal and drawing with a curled up cat next to her. And the photo is just beautiful. She looks beautiful. I mean, it's just like a gorgeous picture. And then... Another picture of her with like sunglasses on a big 
like rock star grimace on her face, mm-hmm. holding the cat over her shoulder. So like, basically you just see the cat's butthole. <laughs> I mean, it's like, she couldn't be more different in those photos. And it just cracked me up. I love it because if my math is right, she's nine. Does that, is that yeah. right? Yep. And that's yep. exactly how old Violet is. And twice in recent episodes, I have talked about when we did our age by age, I remember I talked about this and then probably a couple of weeks ago when we talked about our kids, I've talked about nine being this, like, you can still be so little. And so like, let's get out the tea party mommy and like yes. dress up the kitty in a dress. And at the same time, especially when you're a youngest, like Clara is and Violet is, you can like, I mean, the second picture with the cat's butt, she's like basically taking like a like a punk rock selfie. Yes. Um, And she's got yeah. like aviators on and her T-shirt has like garbage cans. And like so she <laughs> is both. And that's how I feel about yeah. Violet. So I, I fully relate to this content. Oh, yeah. it's so sweet. Um, It feels like your cat. Like, I feel like you, you got a cat more recently. Like in my mind, it's like you didn't have a cat for a long time that I knew you. And then it was so exciting when you got a cat. And yet this also seems so long ago. So I'm having a weird time warp with the cat. Well, I actually got the cat in very early 2017, which is crazy to me. So I've had her for over five years, well over five years. She was my early divorce cat. Yeah. So it was like, I think I got her in February of 2017 because she had been on Furry Friends Friday when I was on the radio show. I totally remember that. She was a guest. Um, and I loved her furry so much. Friday. Should I we know. do that on the podcast? Should we start having furry I friends? Mean, no, we don't it like, was our like the furry local, friends enough. Not that much. But the local humane society would bring up like an animal in. One time they it was usually cats or dogs. Like one time they brought, I don't know, some kind of exotic bird or something. But usually it was something adoptable and would just say this is the like it was usually one that they were having a hard time adopting out, I right. think. And she was like a tiny scruffy, scraggly little stray cat. Um, and so needy that made me fall in love with her yes. because she wanted love so much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I have love to give and, um, I really need something. Like I really just needed that in my life. She was so needy. She wouldn't let me not pet her. She right. would, she would wake me up at night to pet her. Right. So anyway, then now she's just a prop, basically I a mean, grumpy looking prop in most of our pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone still loves her. In fact, it's really cute. Owen, she's, she stays in Clara's room about 80% of the time now in our new house, but Owen misses her. So he comes up after school every day and sometimes falls asleep on the bed with her right after school. Yeah. I mean, she was an important like post-divorce fixture, but unlike the camper you bought and your murdered out Jeep Cherokee, (laughs) I mean, she stuck around. She's still around. She's still around. She's she's going to be there for the duration, I think. She is. She has life beyond <laughs> just that phase. So, okay. Well, we're in 2018 in my house. And in 2018, I now have a 10-year-old, a nearly 8-year-old, and why is the third child math? A five, five-year-old, newly five. So not kinder, but like last year of preschool. So Megan, in my little album here, you got to skip forward. We're going to look at two pictures. One is of a Chromebook screen, like a, a child or a school issued yep. laptop screen. And then the next one is a is a tinfoil covered diorama project. So this pair of pictures, friends, is for those of you in the month of May who are dealing with school projects, but the children are too young to be doing school projects. So like read, these are both read. He would have been in second grade. 
And um, we were at this very cool school that did a lot of STEAM and engineering and like project based learning. And it was all great. But like the picture on the laptop screen is a slide presentation made by a trio of second grade boys. So they are seven turning eight. (laughs) And their project that explains a lot. (laughs) Their project was on the dangers of driving with cell phones, which is, or you know, using your cell phone while driving, which is not a laughing matter. I, Unless you put it in the hands of second grade boys. Exactly. And so I don't think Reed wrote the copy on this um, Google slide. Not that that makes it any better. I just, I th- it has a stamp of his two besties. They're still his besties. They're coming up this weekend from Orange County. So these guys have been friends since first grade. I think one of the other two wrote this, but the three of them worked on the project together. And I'll just read it. It says, don't drive with cell phones. Don't drive with cell phones, kids. It's dangerous. You can get in an accident not your pants type of accident. You can <laughs> die. So don't do that unless you want point. to die. And then of course, all the punctuation and the, it's so inappropriate. And I can't believe that this was their school project. And then the, the next photo, I mean, they were right next to each other in my Google photos. So I have to believe it's somehow related but I can't really tell it looks like what happens to your car after you drive while texting it's like so it's like a car is being towed right yes and there's I I bet they tried to include some dead bodies because that is something that like second grade boys would do it's a cardboard box and it's lined with tin foil and they've tried to like draw with markers and there's some model magic clay. There's an iPad I bet they also made a stop motion video that is also a thing that was very popular with Reed and his friends for a few years of school projects. And my first thought was like, I'm just having a little bit of a flashback of projects, project-based learning being such a wonderful thing that schools are into now, but there's like a weird age and it's mostly first, second, third grade where like, ah, they just, it just doesn't work. No, like they're not (laughs) ready yet. Or they need a lot of mentorship from adults. And the school we were at had a pretty high student. Like they, they weren't getting, they weren't like, being properly mentored clearly by the output from this yes. project. So it just made me laugh so hard. So I'm looking at this <laughs> zoomed in and I I think those like white napkins with drawings, I think that's like the scene of the accident Probably. perhaps or something. And then like the car is being towed away or maybe that's Jaws of Life. Maybe, maybe. Either way, it's it's very, it's very second it's grade. It's concerning. And um, these sweet, <laughs> these sweet, sweet boys are still friends and um, they're all, they're all putting out really admirable sixth grade work now, but this was, mm. this was a learn a learning year. So. All right. Well, is it weird that my last two years of pictures don't even have kids in them? <laughs> Hopefully no. not. That is like, I actually just think that that's kind of where my life is going. I have just as many like photos of me being places without kids now. Um, I'm actually cheating a little bit and putting two years in one here because these, these all go together. So 2020 I've got, um, and I'm not sure which ones of these will make it into the show notes or whatever, but I've got a photo of the inside of a really rustic cabin. Okay. And some lovely woods with like a, um, like a pond, if you scroll down, yeah. Sarah, the one yes. that says for sale or the, no, the, just if you go down woods. further, you'll see yeah. like pine trees in the background and it's kind of like, it, it's rain oh, yes. falling oh, yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's beautiful. That's um, that was 2020. And then 2021, there's a for sale sign. <clears throat> there's a lake. Uh, I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. So here's how these photos go together. 
It just so happened that late May of 2020, Eric and I went on a platonic mm-hmm. road trip to the UP. Now, here's the really funny thing. <laughs> At the time, you could not, we could have maybe stayed in a hotel, but we weren't like, we weren't dating. So we weren't going to do that. That would have been too weird. So, but you couldn't Airbnb. I don't believe you could air, rent Airbnbs at the time. This was early pandemic. Yeah. Shut um, down. Yeah. yeah. Shut down. And I think restaurants and things were just like literally just starting to open up. I actually feel like in the County we went to, they had just opened it back up because there were zones. Mm. This is something I completely had forgotten about, but there were zones in our state that opened up earlier than other zones. We had colors. You had and- zones. We were like, okay. we were like, we're orange. We're purple. <laughs> right. So that zone opened up and we were like one of the first people that went into a restaurant. I remember people like up there freaking out because it just was a whole thing. But anyway, we didn't really go into a lot of places just like one day we had to, but most of the time we just had food that we packed with us and we intended to camp in the back of my car. So we were going to sleep, not dating in the back of a forester. Now, technically we could have made this work, but in the end, we ended up going to this place called hip camp, which isn't really Airbnb. It's like, you can, um, it's like camping. It's like you can camp on someone's backyard or something like that. So, but this place was like a campsite that happened to have this structure, but it was completely rustic. I think it had a propane tank, but it, Mm -hmm. it didn't have running water. It didn't have a bathroom. It was like an outhouse. So they were allowed to rent it because it wasn't, I don't really know why they, for whatever reason, either they slipped through or they were allowed to. It was like the top half of an old, like 120 year old A-frame okay. and it did have two separate cot, like cot beds. Got it. So we were able to maintain our distance as the charade that you were, <laughs> the charade that we were having. Perpetuating. Anyway, while we were up there, we were technically property scouting for him. Um, I had always talked about wanting to buy property up there, but I didn't have any money at the time or any resources or ability to do that. And it was kind of like the charade was we were going to go up and look for property for him because he had a little money he wanted to put into something. So nothing. We looked at a bunch of places. Like we looked at so many places and did a lot of driving around and it was beautiful and very remote. There was nobody around, like no people. I don't think we saw more than five people the whole time we were up there. And then a year, almost to the day, a year later, we went back and actually bought property. So it was like oh together. So, together. But like, yeah. So the second time we kind of had narrowed down the search to like this one specific area. And we went to this really cool, um, there's a picture of me playing pool. And that was in this like old lodge that had been redone where there was the old bar. The bar is not operating like a bar, but it was open. And again, it was, we didn't hardly see any people. So we were one of not that many people there, but really fun. And the last day of the trip, we were really discouraged because we hadn't found anything that was like just right. And then on the way out of town, like the way out of the UP, we, the last place we went was the one we ended up buying. I love it. So yeah. So that's just like a very different kind of way of like marking time. Right. Yeah. Very. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, how much can happen in two years, like in your personal life, I'm picturing like if people listening um, it makes me think we should link up the episode where you talked about your meet cute with Eric and kind of gave mm-hmm. the whole, and there's another episode where you talk about the purchase of that piece of property, but it might've just been offhand. So I don't know if we can find that, but there's backstory and it's amazing that all that has happened just in the last two years. It's really cool. I know. 
It really is. I love it. Well, my last one is May 24th of 2020. So again, it deep in those shutdown, first shutdown months, it is a backyard squirt gun fight. And so it's an action shot. It's Brian and Reed and Violet. Um, so this is just two years ago. And one thing I noticed, well, two things. One, we're in our old house. Our, we had a small patio, um, not really even like a yard yard because there's no grass, but just a patio. And we spent a lot of time on that patio as a fivesome in the spring of 2020. Um, it was our little outdoor retreat. It looks like it was warm that day. Um, Reed is so tiny because I've said recently on the podcast that he's totally shot up in height. So I'm looking at him like, oh, my gosh, he's like twice the size now. Um, Violet's being her typical like action shot ultraviolet. But yes, an, another it written all over her face. Yeah, exactly. She's like, give her a uh, like a super soaker squirt gun. It looks like they've got water balloons and super soakers. There were several water fights that like summer of 2020. And I do not do well. Like I always want to be a mom who enjoys a water balloon or a super soaker. And I don't, I don't, it's not that I mind being wet because I'll get in the pool and splash around and I'll go in the ocean. I don't like things thrown at me. Have we talked about this? I don't know if we've talked about this on the show. No, but I, it's like, gives me like a, I don't enjoy it. And then I feel really bad that I don't enjoy it. But like, even when everyone's like, mom, come on. Like, and I'm like, just get over yourself and go have a water fight. It makes me, I get real weird when things are being thrown at me, even when I know they're coming and even when it's friendly fire. Do you fire. consider water coming out of a squirt gun to be thrown at you? Um, Not as much as the water balloons. Okay. But it depends on where they're aiming. Sometimes those super soakers like have a, <laughs> have a pretty good jet stream on them. That's true. That's true. So, yes. Yeah. Could probably cut you if it was in the right angle, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, But another little fun fact to talk about like how much happens in two years is this was May 24th. Um, May 29th that year was my kid's last day of Zoom of like remote school. And May 29th, coincidentally, was the day I went on a walk in our neighborhood two and a half months into a shutdown. And I thought, I feel like we need a different house if this pandemic's going to go on for a while. And then I thought, wait a second. If I'm thinking about like a different house, like could I be thinking? Could it be like a different place? Life? Yeah. And I went home from that walk and Brian was getting in the shower and I walked upstairs and I was like, I have a really crazy idea. I just want to like say it out loud and then you can get in the shower and like think about it. And I said, I, I feel like this whole pandemic thing is going to last a while. I, I feel like we could move to Santa Barbara. There's like so many reasons we could do this that we never could have before anyway. And listeners kind of know that that's what ended up happening. But I, I, the date stuck in my head that it was the kid's last day of school, which was May 29th. So this photo was taken. Just a few days before, you know, we made a very life altering decision. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, again, it's like, look at how much things changed. And it was born out of like a moment's thought. Yeah. That I'm sure someplace in like all these little data points had been in your head somewhere, like not connecting, not gelling together. And then at one point they all came together, like fused. Yeah. And your brain said, actually, yeah. I know what let's do. <laughs> This crazy thing. Get out of Dodge. Get out of <laughs> here. somewhere else. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that brings us, I guess you went all the way to 2021. I stopped at I 2020. Did. All right. Well, thanks for following along with us, everyone. Hopefully this was fun for you. Look for these photos that you can actually see in your podcast player app or on the momhour.com or on our socials. We will share them all. Um, also, I want to mention Friday's 
conversation that I had with Kia and Emily from our team. We talked about postpartum mental health. They shared some personal stories and it was a really, really good conversation, um, especially pregnant, new, and even in the trenches, moms, um, I think will really appreciate their honesty and candor. And it was great. So that um, was just a few days ago. It's available now. You can find it in your podcast app. And we are not back with you all for another whole week. It'll be next Tuesday, Megan, before we talk again. So we'll talk to everybody then. Talk to you then. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Megan, you know what I love about our partner, The Essential Calendar? I love the product so much, of course, but I also love that it comes from a small business founded by two moms. Right, just like us. Listeners, if you're drowning in details right now, like summer camps, travel plans, end of school year mayhem, give yourself the gift of the Essential Calendar, a seasonal at-a-glance poster-sized calendar for your wall. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour.